Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. Hey ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Think It Ain't Illegal Yet. I'm your host, St. Clinton. On this show, we'll be playing some poetry, spoken words. And other things about political and social issues going on around the world, both past, present, and future, which will hopefully make you think. In southern Montana stood an old western town, warlock by name, just poor folk and hounds. Was 1865, the Wild West so untamed, yet so alive. Fresh from the trail, cowboys rode through to water their horses and freshen their crew. Miss Sadie's saloon always open for gents. Luscious ladies dance on her stage for their rent. Stagecoaches and wagons with bales of hay rattled past town folk on hot, dusty days. Coffins for hire fronted the undertaker's shop. Dry goods and blacksmith were but a short hop. The office of sheriff was a derelict scene. Rifles and six guns, cobwebbed and unclean. Wanted new lawman, a sign on the door. Dried blood and vomit smeared on the floor. From out of hell's heart rode the Barton boys. Four demons on horseback, a town to destroy. Brothers from Yuma who took a blood oath. Bent on revenge for town folk, they loathe. Their faces so scarred in barroom brawls, their teeth so missing from mean drunken falls. Gunslingers who ravaged this town of the West, six sheriffs who challenged became second best. To keep Warlock lawless by killing the law, hanging their father had been the last straw. A minister of Jehovah who came just to preach, to witness for God, Warlock's spiritual outreach. Accused by a sheriff of bewitching his child, lynched from an oak tree without mercy or trial. Six visits to town to now avenge their kin, six sheriffs lay dead, gunfights they just couldn't win. Shot in the heart by the brothers of blood, six rotting tombstones peer up from town mud. A western town with a hell-bound fate, a need for some savior before twas too late. A medicine man of Indian fame, with potions and lotions to warlock he came. An old covered wagon of buffalo hide, Amulets and charms hung from the side. He spoke with the townsfolk with passion and desire, his eyes ablaze with some holy desire, to rid the good people of mayhem and woe with magical talismans that now he would show. For a paltry pound of gold from your minds, your agony of blood will all be left behind. Place my charms on your sheriff's tombstones, an incantation I teach at their graves you shall moan. The townspeople obeyed the Magi's advice, the spirits of the dead had now been enticed. When the Barton boys rode into Warlock Town, they got a greeting from hell, an unholy showdown. What rose from the graveyard was not of this earth, decayed, soulless corpses, an ungodly rebirth. A foul meeting at midnight near Mercedes Saloon, blood brothers and ghouls did duel at full moon. The Barton boys fired six guns at very close range, but killing the undead can be so damn strange. Though limbs and body parts did fly through the air, the zombies kept walking to the brothers' despair. A scream from the dark as brains were consumed, their appetite for human flesh had now so mushroomed. The Barton boys eaten, the townspeople cheered. Six dead sheriffs now turned to their next dinner and leered. Only skeletons remain in that old western town. Sagebrush and tumbleweed, a saloon broken down. A strange scent of brimstone on hot summer nights. The corpses of six sheriffs roam warlock by moonlight. I am happy.
happy to join with you today in what will go down in history as the greatest demonstration for freedom in the history of our nation. Tonight is a particular honor for me because, let's face it, my presence on this stage is pretty unlikely. Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came as a great beacon light of hope to millions of Negro slaves. My father was a foreign student, born and raised in a small village in Kenya. He grew up herding goats, went to school in a tin roof shack. His father, my grandfather, was a cook, a domestic servant to the British. But my grandfather had larger dreams for his son. I'm a Muslim, and there's nothing wrong with being a, being a Muslim, nothing wrong with the religion of Islam. It just teaches us to believe in Allah as the God, and those of you who are Christians probably believe in the same God, because I think you believe in the God who created the universe, and that's the one we believe in, the one who created the universe. The only difference being, you call him uh, God, and, and I, we call him Allah. Jews call him Jehovah. If you could understand Hebrew, you'd probably call him Jehovah too. Uh, if you could understand Arabic, you'd probably call him Allah. But since, since the white man, your friend, took your language away from you during slavery, the only language you know is his language, you know, your friend's language. So you call him, you call for the same God he calls for. When he's putting a rope around your neck, you call for God, and he calls for God. judge another human being by the color of his skin. The yardstick that is used by the Muslim to uh, measure another man is not the man's color, but the man's deeds, the man's conscious behavior, the man's intention. And when you use that as a standard of measurement or judgment, you never go wrong. But my grandfather had larger dreams for his son. Through hard work and perseverance, my father got a scholarship to study in a magical place, America. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check. When the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to which every American was to fall heir. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. In the beginning.
My father met my mother. She was born in a town on the other side of the world, Kansas. Her father worked on oil rigs and farms through most of the Depression. The day after Pearl Harbor, my grandfather signed up to produce. Camelot in knightly attire, 
rode forth to conquer man's unholy desire. A chivalric code to right their nation's wrong, knights of valor who remained ever strong. Their armor glimmered with polished shine, lance and sword so sharp and fine. Crest of a great nation on their shield, reminders of their quest, a land to heal. Their names are etched in the minds of man, heroes who dedicated themselves to a selfless plan. John, Bobby, and Martin Luther by name, their selfless quest earned them great fame. A nation torn by hunger, hate, and greed, the poor and weak had such urgent need. Racial division tore through the land, nuclear fear that mankind would not stand. A bellicose beat sounded across the world, nations postured with flags of state unfurled. Menacing missiles aimed at their neighbor's door. Armies marched to near and distant shores. A hungry dragon prowled the land, feasting on ignorance in the minds of man. Discrimination and segregation religiously ruled in cities and towns so governed by fools. Marches and protests to lessen their plight, men of good conscience never gave up the fight. Equal justice for all, racial tolerance too, a way of thinking that for many was all too new. Revolution of thought and soul, music's evolution brought a new role. Lyrics sang of freedom's desire, a spirit of change, a nation's soul on fire. The people cried for justice and change, student voices no longer chained. Government forces so oft used violence, but men of morality could not be silenced. Three kings of Camelot shared their brother's dream to free their nation from bigotry so vile and mean. John, Bobby, and Martin fought with both word and deed, brave, bold action to plant freedom's new seed. The dragon's breath blew hell's damnation. Men of evil would shake a great nation. Kings of Camelot stalked by three fiends, assassins of good knights with godly dreams. The death of these kings would not dim the light, a nation's new direction born from their might. The memories of John, Martin, and Bobby survive, their quest for their nation's soul yet kept alive. Camelot. Find the cocaine you hear There's a body Superhero, you can always cut to zero. 
Civilized rules to govern our toys so the stockpiles grow and the bullets destroy. Commemorate your superpowers. Turn politicians into yellow-bellied cowards so the chaos continues. The deaths accrue. Guns don't kill you. Americans do. In gun we trust. Yeah, guns are us. Ethel toys for girls and boys. Dust to dust. Yeah, guns are us. Bernie Sanders. Who the hell is he? A friend of you and me, a man of integrity. Bernie Sanders, who the hell is he? A 21st century revolutionary. Stand with Bernie 2016 It's time we stop the Wall Street machine Bernie Sanders, who the hell is he? Listen to him speak, maybe then you'll see we're red, white, and blue, not red, white, and green. Stand with Bernie, 2016. You've heard the criticism before that President Obama won't use the phrase radical Islamic terrorism. It appears that the shooter uh, was inspired by uh, various extremist uh, information uh, that was disseminated uh, over the internet. He hasn't used the phrase before, and as Olivier Knox at Yahoo News points out, Mr. Obama almost certainly won't in the future. Olivier, set it up. Well, you know, Gordon, this has come up uh, basically since 9-11. This is a long-running debate about presidential rhetoric about American enemies and the war on terrorism. It boils down to two factors. One is that American presidents are very hesitant to suggest in any way that Islam is a motivating force for this kind of violence. Uh, President Bush was extremely careful to disassociate Islam from the 9-11 attacks, for example. He went to the Islamic Center of Washington, D.C. six days after those attacks to say, Islam is peace. These people have tried to hijack uh, a great religion. The same applies to Barack Obama. What they're trying to do is not needlessly alienate America's Muslim partners and allies in the global war on terrorism, but also they really, really, really don't want to legitimize the, the actions of these kinds of extremists by letting them cloak their violence in religion. But don't our Muslim allies dislike what these guys do in terms of, uh, as President Bush said, hijacking the religion? They absolutely do. The challenge is uh, that sometimes things get lost in translation. Sometimes when a uh, when a an American politician says radical Islam, uh, some folks in in like some of the more uh, uh, orthodox forms of uh, of Islam get offended. In 2006, when George W. Bush started talking about radical Islam um, as a as a force behind these kinds of attacks, the Saudi government came out and said, "Hey, hey, hey, hold on, this is terrorism. It is not Islam. You have to separate the two. But these terrorists, at times, right, say they're inspired or directed by ISIS, so they cry out, "Allahu Akbar." Absolutely, absolutely right. There, there is, but there's a difference between letting people uh, claim that they are acting on behalf of a religion and endorsing that claim, and that's a big concern for for now two American presidents. Um, just because someone says they're acting on behalf of, of God does not mean they are. And presidents have just tried not to legitimize this kind of rhetoric. Interesting. We're speaking with Olivier Knox, chief Washington correspondent at Yahoo News. His piece is called Here's Why Obama Does Not Refer to Radical Islamic Terrorism. All right. So I thought I understood somebody say, too, that by President Obama not 
calling it this. Uh, he, he's failing to identify the enemy, and that makes it more difficult to defeat. That is a recurring criticism of President Obama's rhetoric on this issue. Uh, Ted Cruz has said, has said stuff along those lines. But uh, Democratic House member Tulsi Gabbard has as well. There is a strain uh, of this argument that is, look, by not labeling it radical Islamic terrorism, you are failing to diagnose the problem, which means that you will fail to find the cure to the problem. Uh, that's, that's also been running since essentially 9-11. Um, the, the, the debate uh, ends up being about policies that might target American Muslims, for example. So um, one of the things that motivated both President Bush and now motivates Barack Obama is that there have been occasionally some reprisals, some retaliation, some uh, attacks on American Muslims. And they worry that calls, uh, for example, from Donald Trump to ban Muslim immigration to the United States or to uh, surveil uh, all, of, all of the mosques in America, things like that. They worry about those things, uh, targeting individual populations in the United States, the Muslim population specifically in the United States. Olivier Knox, Washington correspondent at Yahoo News. America's First News is online all the time. Follow us on Twitter at This Morning Show. Like us on Facebook or send us an email. This Morning at CompassMediaNetworks.com. Shades and shadows of pine and oak, the magic hour for fairy folk. Twilight twinkles across leaf and brush, denizens of dusk now must rush. When mortal man deserts our grove, magic creatures claim their trove. Elves and fairies, sprites and trolls, appear from petals and hidden dark holes. On summer solstice, mystic eve, fairy folk dance for those who believe. A celebration of earth, wind, and sky by magical beings who walk and fly. My child awakens from her heavenly sleep, startled by the sounds of giggles and peeps. Her garden becomes filled with music and song, a chorus line of fairy folk dance all night long. Sprites and gnomes, elves and fairies, goblin imps so crooked and hairy. A garden show by magical folk, singing and dancing our hearts to evoke. Soft shoe, can-can, elves in tights, comedians, slapstick, variety nights, a chorus line of gremlins, pixies, and trolls, an impish little Elvis who sings, rocks, and rolls. Insect-like voices pierce the night air with country pop and jazzy fare, an orchestra of pixies in a garden pit, a firefly conductor who's somewhat lit. On a midsummer's eve, when the moon rides high, the fairy stage a play for my daughter's young eyes. From a curtain of fern on a stage of oak, sprites and elves act the story of the fairy folk. They sing about the plight of a nearsighted elf, a tiny gent who fell in love with himself. His reflection reflected in a lily pond, image of a being that made him very fond. Enamored of the sprite who lives in a pool, Eli the elf became the object of great ridicule. Sitting still for days, staring at his sight, goblins and pixies taunted him to great and evil delight. You blind and silly elf, your girlfriend does not love. Perhaps your little pixie hast another turtle dove. Go jump in the pond and end your distress. You'll never find happiness with this young princess. Eli brought flowers and candy to the pond, hoping against hope that his new lover would respond. But the image only stared from gentle water's waves. Eli's gifts so spurned by an elf that never seemed to crave. Tears of sorrow fell from Eli's face. How could another sprite ever take her place? Perhaps the pixies are speaking no lies. Perhaps their cruel words are in fact wise. A pretty little pixie by the name of Drew takes pity on Eli who is now looking so blue. A pair of spectacles she fashions from glass in hopes that Eli's eyesight will be of higher class. Eli Elf's vision, now much improved, false notions of a girlfriend all but removed. The image of this lovely pixie who was so very kind, Eli and Drew now become romantically entwined. The play ends and the fairy folk bow, a round of applause and a chorus of wow. As dawn peers above the horizon of mist, the fairy folk exit from our gardenly mist after the election, Nabanita Bay, a computer science master's student, took part in a fast-paced competition at Princeton University called a hackathon. Bay joined forces with three other students, and they developed a Google Chrome plugin that can be used on Facebook called Fib. 
as you scroll through facebook it will tag your posts as verified or non verified based on if it is a fake content or not so if it is non verified it will show to the user a more verified content the algorithm takes keywords from a fake news article and searches for other links on the same topic and delivers a fact-based summary. Bay and her colleagues made the plug-in open source available for anyone to use or improve. Within five days, at least 50,000 people had checked it out. For New England Public Radio... Slinking slowly through grassy field, dusk's dim light enough to yield, scant outline of its rodent prey, oblivious to soon deadly play. Predator's patience as she watches and waits, muscles wound like springs to seal cruel fate. Feline pounces and grabs her quarry, struggling victim of a cat's proud glory. Nimble warriors of fur and claw, agile hunters with nerve so raw. Through Indian jungle or African plain, the prowess of cats deserve great fame. Sharp fanged saber-tooth, fierce and bold, stalked great beasts in arboreals so old. Predators with eyes that glow at night, cats evolved for the hunt and the fight. Sly and coy and oft times distant, moods that change in, in a mere instant. Purring gently while crouched on your lap, spread out on your rug or her daily noon nap. A symbol of luck, for better or worse, cats blame too oft for some foul curse. Feline familiars in magic and lore, black cats persecuted by the score. Hunters and poachers seek to destroy creatures of our earth through deceptive ploy. Trophies collected for fortune and fame, their evil intent, wild animals to maim. What if Bengal tigers lose the fight? Destruction of habitat enhances their plight. Big cats of the wild may soon disappear, for the learned a prospect for great fear. Tigers, pumas, ocelots, and lynx, felines have enchanted since before the sphinx. Cats of Egypt had mystical charm. Sacred demigods no Egyptian would harm. Greeks and Romans, Babylonians and Norse, all worshipped cats as a great divine force. Since human culture first walked the land, cats have been a respected companion of man. Maine Coon, Persian, or Siamese strain, our love affair with cats will forever remain. Cats of our planet, both big and small, man's responsibility to protect them all. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Saint Clinton. I just wanted to drop in real quick and say thank you for listening to this show. Whether you listen through iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Plus, Player FM, or any other way, I just want to say thank you. Yeah. Let freedom ring from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado. Let freedom ring from the curvaceous slopes of California. But not only that, let freedom ring from Stone Mountain of Georgia. Let freedom ring from Lookout Mountain of Tennessee. Let freedom ring from every hill and mole hill of Mississippi, from every mountainside. Ain't it insane? Over 400 years, we were shackled with chains, beat with whips, and by the rope we were hung. Still we kept our hope. Men and women, old and young.
Isn't it amazing? Through all that, we still managed to survive. Now we walk with a new cool stride. In our hearts was faith and pride. We got smart and learned how to stay alive. But slavery is still one bad should do is take those same chains and whips and flip the script. On second thought, you know, you see, I hope, for all races, that mess is in the It feels good to echo the old Negro spiritual. Say smiling in public is against the law, cause love won't get you through life no more. Word life, neighbors living in spite, despite tough times, black men spit the roughest rhymes, cause we're in employment lines. Crimes committed, long senses are submitted, hell is being documented, stakes is high for single mothers, raising seeds without lovers. It's truly amazing what these statistics and lack of resources discover. Do we hate each other or do we hate ourselves? A great question to ask when neighbors are filled with gun shells. Rotten teenagers drugged up adolescents struggling in school. Takes me back to my son said, Daddy, I don't want to go to school because the teacher's a jerk. He must think I'm a fool. High food and gas prices, electric bills have skyrocketed. People live in poverty while deals are made, money's pocketed. Corporations have the same rights as people. The state of politics is unbelievable. Campaigns are bought. The poor can't buy a politician. When will the masses win? When will there ever be restrictions? The banks are thieves and robbers wanting to remain unregulated. But America's pensions and savings have been devastated. The highest stakes exist in 2010 plus two. What are you gonna do, man? What are you gonna do? The stakes is high. You know the stakes is high. The stakes is high. You know the stakes is high. Blah 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 blah. All I ever hear is talk and talk and talk. Pass the script because the people need an answer. Well, you greedy bastard, I am sick of your shit. I feel like I'm living here on Orwell's farm, being treated like a piece of meat that's nearly ready to eat. And by eat, I mean vote. What a joke. Vote for you or your chums on the bench with your banterous arguments about public spending, corporate lending, and how much you can scam out of me with your expenses bending. You were bent from the start, you half-arse smart-arse. You'd privatise your granny for half a mil and the blood you've spilt has turned the gulf red. How do you sleep with the 200,000 dead on your conscience and on your head? 
I see nothing in this nation's politics that fills me with hope. And I have a whole generation with me. And all we've been told is politicians insisting that they're doing a great job, increasing taxing on the working class while they're calling us yobs. Cutting our health service, our funding, our livelihood, demanding our council tax so I'm locked up for good. But expenses, well, uh, that's different. Two grand's no biggie. Chill, guys, go easy. I needed my second house, you know, for when I'm away at the weekend. Mate, my house doesn't even have two bedrooms. But you didn't look, you assumed, and now I guess I'm gonna have to pay tax on that too. So don't question me when all I say is I hear blah, blah, blah. Because for all I care, mate, you could be speaking out your ass. Samurai warriors from out of forests mist rode forth into battle with a powerful fist. Winged and horned helmets, lofty great steeds, ironclad armor and swords of razor teeth. Dojo, the place of the way to train, warriors learn with muscle, spirit and brain. Sword and spear, archer and horse, for students of samurai, a most difficult course. Yari Ashigaru, peasants of light feet, fought with their long spears, cavalry to defeat. Samurai with sword, Nanjanata by name, fought for their shogun, his power to proclaim. Archers and cavalry with great bow and sharp spear, Portuguese muskets to inspire great fear. Fanatical priests formed armies of great name, warrior monks from Buddhist temples they came. Geisha assassins wooed rival lords, ninja spies slipped silently among the hordes. Intrigue and cunning between Japanese clans, provinces to conquer through strategic battle plans. Clans did battle for title and land. Only the bravest of the brave would stand. Shoguns honored by blade and blood, the bodies of their enemies on feudal mud. From mountains mist to rocky plains, feudal warlords carved their names. Diplomats and soldiers crossed Japanese lands, campaigns for expansion of warring clans. Great families of political and military might, Japanese warlords without fear of their right. Clan Hojo, Shimazu, Imagawa and Mori, Oda, Takita, Usugi all fight for glory. Samurai warriors for centuries ruled, helmets, armors and swords finely tooled. Daimo warlords battle bravely with skill, shoguns on horseback with divine iron will. From Aki to Awaji, Iyo to Izo, Kawachi to Makawa, Mino to Mitsu, gold and silver, iron and sand, provincial treasures and new conquered land. Oda Nobunaga, a great shogun of wealth, rode forth from Owari province to establish himself. To Kyoto he marched, an empire to build, feudal wars to end and peace to fulfill. By the river Anagawa, Oda would fight. The Asakura clan would challenge the shogun for right. The fortress of Nagashima, controlled by fierce monks. The Oda clan victorious, more glorious battlefronts. Hoshido, the way of a warrior's life. A code of chivalry for honor and right. Loyalty, honesty, courage and respect. Wisdom and benevolence, a spiritual connect. The song of the samurai, sung by great lords. The song of their spirit, such honorable chords. From Shinto and Buddha came wisdom and life. A great moral code brought much peace and less strife. From frontier woods in old Kentucky's wild, the Lincoln family blessed with the Abraham child. Destined to lead a great nation in strife, Lincoln would serve a distinguished political life. An adept axeman and woodsman of fame, a postmaster, barrister, and surveyor of claim, a circuit court lawyer through Illinois State, a statesman with extraordinary powers of debate. Southern traditions both old and vile, no freedom for a black slave child. Monocles and shackles of humankind to Lincoln were instruments of cruel minds. Slavery's sin had sullied a nation, an abomination to Lincoln, not of God's creation. For Lincoln, no nation could stand divided. Men who foster slavery must always be chided. A Republican candidate without Southern support, an articulate statesman with great powers to court, he raced against Douglas, a Democrat of great skill. Lincoln became president, a testament to iron will. A man of the people so greatly admired, a top hat and beard, a soul so on fire. Deep piercing eyes that see into men's hearts, 
a burning desire that a nation not live apart. Confederate secession greeted the new president. Without their slavery, the South would not remain resident. At Fort Sumter, a cruel civil war would begin. A great trial for Lincoln, for his union must win. A northern army from Washington marched south, but battle with Confederates left great doubt. At Manassas Town, the rebels would win, the first skirmish of many that would kill many kin. Shiloh and Gettysburg, to name but a few, the blood of their brothers were no longer new. Families torn asunder by hatred and war, soldiers laid siege to settle old scores. Lee, Jackson, and Ulysses S. Grant, generals who led a nation's bloody war chant. In an Appomattox courthouse, a surrender was reached. A nation reunited, a great wrong had been breached. For Lincoln and the president, his nation was saved, his quest for man's freedom that he rightly so craved. At Gettysburg, he proclaimed that all men are the same. His inspirational words earned him a great name. A conspiracy of heart for men of ill will, a decision that a president must soon be killed. An actor of fame with a pistol concealed arrives at a playhouse to seal a damned deal. A shadowy figure took form in the dark, an old Ford Seether, the president his mark. While Lincoln and family watched a new Washington play, John Wilkes Booth made an unholy foray. Lincoln assassinated by a single gunshot, a victim of madness and sinister plot, and Illinois' tomb marks his last resting place, a nation remembers a man of presidential grace. A bold trial lawyer of great esteem, a visionary president with a unifying dream, that all men are equal in the sight of the Lord, for Abraham Lincoln, a great nation restored. He beats me with a stick His Bible says it's right Oh God, how I prayed He'd stop before I died Daddy punched me with his fist To make me a better man I was only four years old My hell had just began me with his belt he learned it from his dad he must have known how I felt how hating him made me sad daddy whipped me with a hose to teach me to be strong I need love not violence when I do something wrong Too hard one day, my brain bounced off the floor Now I don't have to be afraid, he can't hurt me anymore Daddy can't beat me in my grave, I remain forever for I don't have to be afraid, he can't hurt me anymore
We grew up in these tiny houses, house of mouths of mouths to feed me after need was paying greed. It is seven, seven, five bedrooms in a tax house. Yeah, if I don't pop up, I got turfed out of my place. It's my rate, we call it civilized, but I see few rich and many poor, few Bentleys and many sore, few suits, yet many cheap and many torn. We match it on material, money, growth, gain. On the system that is systematically breaking Wake up from the sleep even though the sleep is deep This is the call of need so please Wake up from the sleep Wake up from the sleep even though the sleep is deep This is the call of need so please Wake up from the sleep Wake up from the sleep even though the sleep is deep This is the call of need so please Wake up from the sleep Wake up from the sleep even though the sleep is deep This is the call of need so please Wake up from the sleep Disturb my world on earth that we are the picture of a wheel that spins for the winds of the rich elite sing big Well this is not sinless, this is my life on my terms and that is not every few years I will not pay for you to do the evil that you do To put more of my scissors in your manifesto So let go, this dark heart, smart ass. I don't care what class you are, what school you attended From the sleep, even though the sleep is deep, this is the call of need. So please, wake up from the sleep. Wake up from the sleep, even though the sleep is deep. This is the call of need. So please, wake up from the sleep. Wake up from the sleep, even though the sleep is deep. This is the call of need. So please, wake up from the sleep. Wake up from the sleep, even though the sleep is deep. This is the call of need. So please. Wake up from the sleep We grew up in these tiny houses House of mouths and mouths to feed me after need Was paying greed it is Seven, seven, five bedrooms in a tax house Yeah, if I don't pop up, I got turfed out of my place It's my rate, we call it civilized But I see few rich and many poor Few Bentleys and many sore Few suits, yet many cheap and many torn We match with our material Money, growth, gain On the system that is systematically We are good Americans, and we approve this message. Come all ye good Americans, love your country and your guns. Fight for your right to own and bear, wear no flowers in your hair. Come now, foes of the NRA, cast your stones the other way. Don't blame us when that shooting starts. Got no use for bleeding hearts. In gun we trust, yeah, guns are us. Lethal toys for girls and boys. Oh, what a rush! Yeah, guns are us. Come and RA, our superhero. You can always cut to zero. Civilized rules to govern our toys so the stockpiles grow and the bullets destroy. Come in, RA, your superpowers. Turn politicians into yellow belly cowards so the chaos continues, the deaths accrue. Guns don't kill you, Americans do. In gun we trust, yeah, guns are us. 
Evil toys for girls and boys Dust to dust Yeah! Guns are us We don't believe in the rule of law We have magical authority We got one book that's explains it all And we're sticking to our story we don't believe in Adam and Steve, we don't approve of Jill and Jane. Unless you're gonna procreate, we propose that you abstain. We don't believe what we don't know, how the preacher tells us so. Hunter, the rapture's coming, I gotta go. believe in science, we don't care about your facts. We got one book that explains it all and fills in all the gaps. We don't believe in evolution, we don't care it might be true. Armageddon's our solution, our hope and our worldview. We don't believe and we don't know till the preacher tells us so. Rapture's coming, I gotta go We don't believe in climate change Global warming is a hoax Maybe we seem a little strange But we're the chosen folks We don't believe in questioning That's the playground of the devil We got all the answers and homeschool to that level. We don't believe, but we don't know till the preacher tells us so. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Saint Quentin. And we've come to the end of Think It Ain't Illegal Yeah. We'll be back soon with a new episode. And hopefully this episode has made you think and want to make a difference in this world. Now I'm going to turn on for the love of poetry and spoken word and think. Get to Old Navy now because this week only there's a new red hot deal every single day. Plus up to 50% off store wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in store. So hurry in and get today's wow worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in store only. One time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry. Get to Old Navy now, because this week only, there's a new red-hot deal every single day. Plus, up to 50% off store-wide. That's up to 50% off your favorite Old Navy styles. Also, get $10 off your next purchase when you buy online and pick up in-store. So hurry in and get today's wow-worthy fashion pieces at a price you won't believe. Only at Old Navy. Valid 712 to 19. Select styles only. $10 off valid in-store only. One-time use. Excludes clearance, gift card, register lane items, jewelry.